Blog Talk Radio. We've been waiting a long time for this. Time Trimming and Newbreed together. We have to come to Asia to do it. Uh-oh. Father, we're so grateful. And we can't run from your grace. Because your grace is chasing. Come on, your grace is chasing me down.
Can't outrun it. Grace, what is it? People are all confused about this thing because Christians use it flippantly. And loving mercy is an understandable expression of a divine power. But what is grace, really? I mean, you... And I, bills, on a regular basis. And we will use the term grace period, of which if the bill is due on the first of the month, but you don't get to pay that bill until the fifth of the month, they've given you grace. Ah, uh, maybe on the 15th of the month and you're not able to pay it until 14 days later. The agreement was to pay it on the 15th but when you call and say, hey, I'm not able to handle this bill right now, what, can I get an extension? That's grace. So, Let's be clear. A period officially allowed of a sum due or for compliance with a law or condition, especially an extended period granted as a special favor. Special favor, my people, is what we're talking about here. No more condemnation. No more separation. You see, grace is a due honor or credit to you by the presence love. God who goes by many names. If you listen to my programs before, you know and understand that I have expressed the self and the meaning of the self as all things in existence. If you have been with me, you know that when I speak of the divine, I am speaking of the unified feel. The unified feel of all existence is the manifestation and the presence of the source of all creation, which is everything we breathe. Everything of which we move up is moved upon us. This is Kingology, the opening of the way, as expressed by Ishak, Shawala, the Librix. We're doing a reading and we're bringing it to you live, those who are listening to the recording. Believe me, it is live because I'm reading it straight out the book right now. 
if you go back, you will see that we have already read Freedom of Individual Search. And not to belabor you any further, the reading itself. After the Aramaic expression of what? Wait, wait a minute. I'm getting I'm getting a signal here. I'm getting a signal of Beyonce's spirit. Is that what I'm hearing? Wow. Okay, well, that's what to hear right now because I'm moved to do so. Okay, I'm sorry. It's We Are One by India Ari. We are, we are. 
the opening of the way is a book that I really appreciate because there was a time in which a story is told of a man, a God-man on the planet Earth who spoke of the way. That was it. He spoke of the way, Christianity. He didn't speak of religion. He spoke of the way. This book is entitled The Opening of the Way. I ask that you reach into the spirit of truth, however method you feel is most appropriate for you, to tap into the divine frequency and vibration of awareness as we move forward with chapter two of this book entitled The Opening of the Way. Chapter two, The Great Question. Remember, once again, this is a discussion and a dialogue of which I may pause here, there, what have you, to bring some points in. But what we're going to do is we're going to open up a thousand at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you want to make any comments, please do so at kingology5000 at gmail.com. Once again, kingology5000 at gmail.com. Let us begin the reading. There are moments when, for all the distractions of daily life, one comes to a standstill. And with a dazed feeling of panic, panic or discouragement puts to oneself the fatal question, what's the use? Wow. I'm going to read that again. There are moments when all the distractions of daily life one comes to a standstill and with a dazed feeling of panic or discouragement puts to oneself the fatal question, what's the use? For this present, let us stop and listen in silence to the anguish of this question. The silence that it invokes is terrible. Like the silence of night with a clock marking the end of yet another hour. It is a question as cold as a marble tomb and gives one a shiver, loneliness. For who can answer it? 
I think what I'm going to do is at the end of each paragraph, if I have a comment, I'm going to make a comment. Sounds reasonable. I find it interesting that here he speaks of with a clock marking the end, marking the end of yet another hour. The reason why I find that interesting is because for me, when I hear the clock chime, it's actually the beginning. You see, for some reason in my life's experience, yeah, I am gaining as I proceed forward. That's what I feel. That's the energy, that's the vibration that I'm capturing. There's not an ending because every ending is only a new beginning. Something for you to consider. Moving forward, let us continue the reading. We all know that to escape this moment of panic, we accept any answer that may be offered. And there are plenty of people willing to offer one. To the crowd, to normal people, silence is intolerable. Something must be said, no matter what, to fill the void and conceal this warning of the existence of something infinite and other. Moving to the next paragraph. This attitude distinguishes West from East more clearly than any frontier. The Westerner, to soothe his anxiety, explores the realm of thought, reads books, compares opinions, question other thinkers, and, in fact, looks for the answer outside himself. The Oriental, more contemplative, begins by closing his own circuit. He crosses hands and feet, and then, in a little world within, he listens to the resonance of the greater world without. In a contemplative, in a contemplation, which is more dreaming than thinking, and this is no mere literary metaphor, it is like the waking dream of a wild animal which, as it lies relaxed, picks up the very slightest pulsation and reactions of the life around it. In the paragraph beginning of the next, the aim is to hear within oneself the appeals, the regrets, and the warnings which are normally stifled by the activities of daily life 
and to explore and clarify with courage one's secret awareness of certainties and uncertainties, desires and dissatisfaction. In the normal routine of life, we fail to formulate clearly because of habit, shame, or fear of what others will think. And yet, the opinions of others are the worst excuse that we can have. For they, as they drag us along in the daily round, are simply reacting according to their personal pattern to the cares of the moment in facing the drama of his own soul. A man is always alone. End of paragraph.
You see, it says we can claim love, our salvation. And people are missing the point every day about this thing called Jesus. Now, let me holler back at you on that one, right? There was never a J in the Hebrew language. So where did this Jesus word come from? Uh, People really want to know. and There's confusion because there was a father of confusion. That's the reason why there's confusion. And you would rather ignore that there was a father of confusion. But it had to start somewhere. Because the father of order will compel you if you will allow. But if you do not allow, well then, my fault. Because I'm sharing what has been downloaded in my spirit to do what I'm doing because I love you. You can accept it or reject it. I can't do nothing with that. But one thing I do know is I love you and there's really nothing you can do about it that's going to change that because my love comes from a place that is source energy. Let us continue our reading. I am going to continue this reading without going back and backtracking. Uh, You can rewind, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Anywho, let us continue. Oh, okay, I was told to rewind at least the last sentence. Do more than the last sentence. I feel resistance in reading the last paragraph. So, just because I feel resistance in reading the last paragraph, but yet compelled to do so, what should I do? Ignore the compulsion to read it and allow resistance? No. We should allow allowing. So the last paragraph goes as follows. The aim is to hear within oneself the appeals, the regrets, and the warnings which are normally stifled by the activity of daily life and to explore and clarify with courage one's secret awareness of certainties and uncertainties, desires and dissatisfactions, which in the normal routine of life we fail 
to formulate clearly because of habit, shame, or fear of what others will think. And yet, the opinions of others are the worst excuse that we can have for they, as they drag us along in the daily round, are simply reacting according to their personal patterns, to the cares and facing the drama of his own soul. A man is always alone. Next paragraph. Indeed, this great question does involve us in a real drama. Life is only a dismal farce. At the end of all our incoherent struggles is nothing but the grave. But if there is a sensible answer, if life on earth has a motive and a purpose higher than that of mere banal existence, then this motive and purpose have surely been discernible through the ages of human history. Why then has this question excited so much hatred and bloodshed, so many absurd controversies? Quarrel about the proper season to reap and sow. The need to eat has made them obedient to the laws of nature. Man could find a similar law, a law of cosmic seasons and human epochs. If he would study the laws of his own becoming and their expression in the successive traditions of different races. Who would we who would maintain that the seasons of harvest is wiser of sowing or condemn the dormancy of a seed in winter as a deplorable waste of time? But no less absurd are our disputes about the means employed by heavens or by the sages to awaken the conscious of humanity. When we try to judge by our present notion of understanding the teaching suitable to another day. Hmm. Do you understand what we've just read in the paragraph? Of course not. So, let's read that again. Indeed, this question, you know what question that is, don't you? What do you use? does involve us in a real drama. Life is only a dismal farce if the end of all our incoherent struggles is nothing but the grave. 
But if there is a sensible answer, if there on earth is a motive and a higher purpose than that of mere banal existence, then this motive and purpose have surely been discernible through the ages of human history. Why then has this question excited so much hatred and bloodshed, so many absurd controversies? Peasants do not quarrel about the proper season to reap and sow. The need to eat has made them obedient to the laws of nature. Man could find a similar law, a law of cosmic reasons and human epochs, if he would study the laws of his own becoming and their expression in the successive traditions of different races. What is he saying here in the paragraph? What he's saying here is this. The human body is all you need to observe. The God force within it, the God force that created the seed of what you have become today is full of answers that you choose to ignore. You was a seed, a speck. And another speck came along and joined that speck and became one. And that union of that egg and that sperm was a magical experience that science is still trying to unravel. But that is who you are. That energy force right there that continued to expand and multiply into the complexity of who you are now. Each section of your being taking its own instructions to do what it ought. To be eyes, ears, your nose, your mouth. All of these came from the same one source. Someone didn't go over there to grab something and bring it over here to put a foot on your leg. No. All of this came out of the one. That's why it's so important for you to understand the poem, the self. That's why it is so important for you to understand what we are reading here. Every race on this planet Earth is developed in the same manner. Truth be told, which they prefer not to let you know, is we all, all, all are. Each a piece of a global 7.8 billion pieces which are constantly expanding. And that's a small number in comparison to the number of cells that our body generates and has made manifest over the lifespan of your existence here on earth. But yet your body is one. And so is this earth. And ours is to come together no matter what your religious 
doctrinal configuration has come to be, has been, or will become our one. Let us continue in our reading. Who would maintain that the seasons of harvest is wiser than that of sowing or condemn the dormancy of the seed in winter as a deplorable waste of time? But no less absurd are our disputes about the means employed by heaven or by the sages to awaken the conscience of humanity when we try to judge by our present notions the understanding notions of understanding the teaching suitable to another day oh that's powerful right there no wonder I didn't understand that the first time but no less absurd are our disputes about the means employed by heaven that's what it said by heaven or by the sages to awaken the conscience of humanity when we try to judge by our present notions of understanding the teachings suitable to another day. He's talking about the future, y'all. He wrote this book long before we, I'm I'm hoping that he, um, long before now, and just as I expressed to you, This is a book that is for this present time. People, we got to wake up. Continuing with the next paragraph. If we want to find the answer to our anxiety, we must first clarify it by trying to distinguish the real in it from the merely relative And this means that we must cease to compare and condemn the points of view of ages which had a mental background different from our own. We must first leap outside all doctrines whatsoever and frankly put ourselves which directly interest us. What is the value and aim of human life? Is there a power whose will has fixed its aim and its means of its attainment? If so, why does it leave us in ignorance of the aim, manipulating us like puppets, But if not, man is simply the plaything of natural forces and of the egotism of others obliged. I say, and I've said this time and time again, each man, woman, child, must live his own life's instructions. It is a must. It is the nature of all things. 
as the DNA of the cell has already been pre-programmed to become a leg, fingernails, organs, such as the heart, that the first organ that is developed of the body is the heart. Many people have come not yet to understand that the cells of the heart actually have neuropathic cells that generate brain cells to bring forth the manifestation of the brain and that remains connected always. Think about it. In order for there to be life, there must be the beating of the heart. The beating of the heart supplies all there is to the body. The heart, therefore, gives forth the instruction to the rest of the body. The heart allows the flow of life throughout the entire body. Without the heart, the brain receives no nutrients and it dies. Something for you to consider. Next paragraph. And in either case, why do we sometimes revolt against this self, which can never be satisfied with aspirations to a grade above its own? Can this self be in revolt against itself? If not, is one self correction? If not, then what in oneself is opposing it? Hmm. Can the answer be to these questions discovered within ourselves? Or must we look for it outside? If we look for it in some teaching or other, what criterion shall we use to judge that value of that teaching. If our own conscience is to judge, what is this conscience to which we apply for a decision? In most men, what they call conscience is a record of ideas, impressions, and convictions put together by deliberate thought and education, sidebar, deliberate programmed of another, and pre-programmed education processes that do not educe from you that which is within you to become more aware of you, but to inject you 
with those things to have your mind manipulated to think as they do. I'm just saying. So let me begin the paragraph again. In most men, what they call conscience is a record of ideas, impressions, and convictions put together by deliberate the awareness thus formed is as fleeting as the reflection of clouds in a mirror. Nor is it really our own, since it can be modified by various influences. Nothing of this composite effect will survive the dissolution of our physical body with its emotional and mental constituents. This is a cerebral consciousness, not a part of our immortal being. In the paragraph. Remember when I spoke to you about this? The heart is the first organ of the body. And even our poets will tell you to let your heart be your guide. Last paragraph for the night reads as follows. But how many men on earth have consciously awakened their real conscience, which would make them truly knowing and responsible? In order to speak consciously, we must first agree on words, then investigate the means to awaken this. That's why when we started off today, Spirit led me to the song that was played, which was chasing me down. But it said, your grace is chasing me down. But we And not coming together with what was just said, we must first agree on words, then investigate the means to awaken this consciousness. So we must agree not only on words, but on the meaning of the words. In my book, Power of Choice, Path of Divine Royalty to Conquer Darkness, I bring to you these words. You can find it on Amazon. I call it Dimension of Word Interpretation. If I'm not mistaken, I think I've actually read this on Blog Talk Radio, the entire book. You can go back to read and or listen to that which is and has been given before for 
on page 16 it says something about individual alignment. In the first paragraph here it says, everyone has preferences that are perceivable and attainable through the things, activities, influences, and every event that has led each person. Okay? This is the point. It is your association and environment that mold your personality, behavior, and character. It is this point of individual alignment that makes each gem unique from another and extremely special. When you think of a diamond compared to a chunk of coal, both come from the earth. Yet the diamond itself has a amazing structural order that brings that carbon which is the same material, the same element as a chunk of coal to be brilliant and bright and reflective of the sun. Yet a chunk of coal, totally different experience. That's I share here in this book, The Power of Choice, Path of Divine Loyalty to Conquer Darkness. So, on page 23, it's dimension of word interpretations because communication is everything. Trust and believe me. This book is full of value and worth more than a 20. But you are worth more than what you could possibly imagine. Why? Because you was created as such. A divine entity of beauty love and grace because you are worthy. Good night, good morning, good evening, good day until we meet again. Namaste. Exactly what you're thinking I've had those thoughts a million times I can see the question that's behind your eyes Oh, you're searching for your peace of mind Now listen up to this truth You are me and I am you Every one of us is worthy Baby girl Worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. I know your life, I felt your pain. I know your joys and your shame. Sometimes it feels like life walks over you, or like you're a penny on the ground. But either on the ground or in your purse, the smallest piece still holds its worth. Every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy 
woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Worthy of love, worthy of life, worthy of saying no when something don't feel right. This is a song for you, for all the ups and downs that life will put you through. Every one of us is worthy, yeah. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. 